We wanted to really focus on giving the relationship between the patient and the doctor the time and energy that it, that's required to really help patients feel heard and get well and, uh, and focus on the preventative and wellness care that, frankly, today's fee-for-service system isn't well-positioned to deliver. The Medical Alley Podcast is brought to you by MentorMate. MentorMate empowers healthcare clients to deliver on their mission and transform the human experience through technology. For over 20 years, clients have trusted MentorMate to guide their vision, design innovative products, and build secure solutions while understanding the specific nuances of their industry. MentorMate's global team in the U.S., Eastern Europe, and Latin America helps clients in all sectors of healthcare transform their organizations. From Fortune 500 pharmaceutical companies and commercial payers to hospital systems, medical device manufacturers, and beyond. Learn more at mentormate.com healthcare. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone out there in Medical Alley. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Medical Alley podcast. We're joined today by Kristen Hilton, who's the CEO of Herself Health, a new company and a new company to Medical Alley um, that's providing very important care. And maybe, Kristen, where we could start is, could you give us an introduction of what is Herself Health and what is the gap in patient care that your team seeks to address. Thanks so much uh, for having me. And yes, her self-health, I like to say, is a healthcare experience, which we are designing for women 65 and over. And we started this whole business by listening to women 65 and older and asking them, uh, what were their needs? And there are certain themes that emerged. One was feeling like they weren't being listened to, that they weren't being heard, uh, that they didn't have enough time with their doctors, and feeling like in some cases they were navigating across specialists themselves. Uh, so when we took all of this input, uh, we realized that we wanted to really focus on giving the relationship between the patient and the doctor the time and energy that it that's required to really help patients feel heard and get well and uh, and focus on the preventative and wellness care that frankly today's fee for service system isn't well positioned to deliver and so we are focused on value based care and a really rich, high-quality primary care experience for women. Ah, you know, when I think of a lot of healthcare startups, it's often very tech-centric. Use the word experience in the start of your comment there. Could you maybe describe what it, what is that experience like with the the longer visits? How how does that play out for an individual that's coming in uh, for care within the clinics? Yeah, and you're right. Technology is often referred to nowadays, we think a lot about tech first companies, but we're very intentional in being experience first and thinking through all of the touch points that our patients experience from the first time they hear about us, uh, see us on 
social media or get a, a mailer. Uh, we're trying to speak to them directly and let them know that this is built for and by women. Um, we have high empathy, listening, understanding, and can relate to a lot of uh, the, the issues and needs that they're experiencing. Are those touch points or that patient journey continues from that first impression to a, a call and scheduling, answering questions, sort of that patient service experience uh, into your first visit experience. We've put a lot of loving attention, if you will, into the design of the, the space. It's somewhere we want to feel inviting and comfortable. And the people that, that we've hired, the clinicians, they're all very passionate about this space and eager to make this an amazing experience for the patient. So there's a lot of the attention to experience to those details. And, and it's not just about what happens when you're in the visit or in the clinic. We're thinking the those other follow-ups and touch points uh, and that there's a continuity and a consistency and a deep empathy and understanding throughout that patient journey. Oh, you know, it, as you describe that, it, it makes me think those are things that could be done but haven't been done in so long and that it, it, it needs someone to start from the beginning almost to build that sort of experience, build a, a delivery system, build a business model that can support that level of experience and that appropriate of an experience for the patients that are coming in. As I understand it, this came out of a I don't know what you'd call it, if it was an incubator or a studio, but out of a group called Juxtapose. Could you maybe talk a little bit about what that is and how that how that group relates to her self-health? Absolutely. The term I, I use to describe uh, Juxtapose is a, a venture studio, if you will. What I loved uh, about the team at Juxtapose was that they are very customer focused. And a lot of their ideation and opportunity mapping starts with experience and prototyping and listening to the customer, and in this case, our patients. And in their model, what's unique I've seen in their model is that uh, they're de-risking a lot of their investments by doing that early user research and product market fit, as well as the business model exploration. Uh, so when Juxtapose was recruiting me, it wasn't, you know, the early idea and a rough outline. They had done quite a bit of, of research and there was already something for me to grab onto and understand. And I used some of that to do my own listening tour and talk to my own mom and, you know, yeah. asked, hey, I'm thinking about building this. What do you think? And I was so pleasantly, not surprised, but my my qualitative research, if you will, was met with a lot of enthusiasm. So I was, I felt very certain that they were onto something with this concept. I also like to say about this origin story of her self-health is when Juxtapose went to the first focus group, they had some prototypes and some ideas and they were not in the healthcare space. There were some other concepts and the focus group actually didn't like the ideas. It was very vocal and said, 
what we really want you to do for us is help us with our health care. And here's here's the list. Here's our laundry list of complaints and problems. Mm. And what I loved in hearing that origin story was that they listened, that they didn't think that they were smarter or knew better than a customer themselves. And they used that as sort of the nugget to then build the Herself Health concept. And for me, coming from Amazon is my most recent um, experience, that customer obsession, listening, working back from the customer is a really important element of building something for your your patient that they're going to love and they're going to come back and they're going to use. Indeed. Yeah. It's it's a thing we probably need to be reminded about more often, even if we know it, that the the listening, the empathy is the best way forward. And you mentioned, you know, you prior being at Amazon, maybe you could tell our listeners a bit about your background and how you came about into this kind of world. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So um, I, I started my career in clinical diagnostics at a startup company called Cepheid. And there we were building automated systems to do PCR uh, at the site of care, which is interesting. Fast forward to COVID (laughs) and the idea of point of care testing and uh, being able to to test rapidly with high precision became like overnight an imperative. Right. So I was doing, I'll date myself here. I was doing that work in late, the late nineties, early two thousands. And I loved that experience. I also knew from that experience, I loved starting, I loved building, and I wanted to stay very much in the patient facing side of technology. So after I did that stint at Cepheid, I actually went back and did my PhD in bioengineering and thought that I would do my PhD and then start a company. Mm. And uh, which is what I ended up doing. I had a small stint trying to get something started using saliva testing. That didn't actually go too far. But then I got pulled into a glucose sensor startup called Profusa. And I spent a good long time in that startup writing grants because Mm -hmm. it was too early stage to actually raise money. Uh, But I had a strong conviction that we had a great idea uh, for how to make sensors last longer in the body. And these sensors are used for patients with diabetes to help them manage their blood glucose levels. What I learned from uh, my profusa experience was coming back to your early question about technology and how does that fit into healthcare. The learning I had from profusa was it doesn't matter how great the technology and how much, you know, how much data is streaming out of these sensors. Uh, if you can't pull that data into the workflow of the clinician and right. making it actionable and meaningful and timely, and, oh, and by the way, they need to get paid for the time that it takes mm-hmm. to review all of this, then your technology is is sort of a just the hammer looking for a nail. Who's going to use this and how? And then I'm then I moved on to Amazon, and I think. My Amazon experience was, again, a startup. I worked for a group that was looking at new ideas, and they were incubated in this group mm. at Amazon. I had what I like to say was the, the best job that no one knows existed, which was this analyst role where I would research different spaces and come up with ideas. I had a strong passion for healthcare and and really bringing technology to patients. And that's where I I put a lot of my time and effort. 
I also touched on uh, the aging space with a colleague of mine who drove this whole other body of work. And she and I often talked about the the overlap. Uh, So at Amazon, I got to write a paper for what became Amazon Care, pitched that to uh, Jeff Bezos and got the thumbs up to go build Amazon Care. So I spent you know, seven years at Amazon building that first healthcare services business. Very cool. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was such a, an incredible learning experience. Um, I, I learned so much. And that's the fun thing about being an entrepreneur is the, the learning and the building and uh, the direct impact you can have once you actually do launch something into the world. Right on. And I, I love how you described that with you know, having the the technical background, the deep science background, and wanting to stay close to the patient facing side of things, we work with a, a lot of scientists who are making that leap. They might be spinning out a company, starting something. So I, I just I have to ask: is yeah. is there any advice you would give to any of the scientists who might be listening to the podcast if they're thinking about that kind of journey? You know, maybe mm-hmm. something you wish you would have known then that you now know now? Yeah, I think my advice would have to be, so let me start by saying I love science. I love technology. I'm a PhD bioengineer, Mm -hmm. so I'm always drawn to the technology. But what I would say is make sure you understand how the technology exists in the wild, what the experience is um, for your stakeholders. And in healthcare, it's particularly challenging because you've got the patient, you've got the clinician, and you've got the payer. And unlike other industries, you've got to build for all three oftentimes. So really deeply understand, even if you think this is for doctors it's going to be used in support of patients. And even, and oftentimes early stage companies don't really think about how it's going to be paid for, reimbursed and all right. the regulatory pieces. So get involved with the, the community that can provide those resources and help you answer those questions. And then the other thing I would say is to really understand the business. Mm. It's just an idea. And if it's if there, if you can't describe the business and how it gets paid for and who's going to use it and what the value prop is, then you know it, you're you could be spending your time on a really cool tech that's tech but not a business. And so yeah, I would challenge people to think about the the full experience and the business as early as possible. Indeed, thank you. I, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Um. You mentioned community in there for a moment, and I want to come back to her self-health. So two questions. First one is, why have the first clinic here? Why have it in St. Paul? And then I'd ask, as you're building out the business, you know, we have this very competitive but also very collaborative healthcare community. Mm-hmm. Are there things that her self-health needs to be more successful, to have its full impact? that we should let the community know about where they might want to partner, tap into, or connect? Uh, Great questions. Um, Let me start with the first. So why St. Paul, Twin Cities area? There's a whole list of things that the team evaluated when we thought about 
where to go. And some of the really important is go where your customers are. So the Mm. first thing is density of women 65 and up. And this this is just a data exercise. Where are cities where and drive time? So there's an analytics analytics side of things. Another important part of this is understanding the clinical talent. You know, you have to hire doctors, nurses, uh, and other staff in order to serve patients. And it's very difficult um, in some markets to hire right now. So we we looked at the talent pool and uh, this is absolutely a great place to hire some of the best talent. There's other considerations uh, with regards to the pair dynamics and competitive analysis, things like that. But, you know, top of our list is go to the patients and high quality people uh, delivering care. Right on. The second part of your question was about the community and how to engage with us and what you know what opportunities might exist so we are humbly <laughs> new entrants in into uh this vibrant community and so we are very excited to meet folks um and i would say the the most immediate ask would be to tell your friends and family if you have loved ones <laughs> uh 65 and up suggest that they come check us out because right now is a great time to be joining the the practice we say community but you know our our practice and give us a try we are listening so very intently to our early patient feedback and we're building those mechanisms to listen and improve the service that we're offering. So it's sort of a, a call to action to come be part of building herself. It's it's that early days that you could be both a patient um, yeah. and part of this creation. So that's kind of the first ask is, is the awareness and uh, be part of it. We have an, an incredible uh, executive medical director, Dr. Kavita Nair, who's well known in the, in the space and around the area. And, uh, do you, do you know Dr. Nair? Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, she's just she's a lovely person. She's so dedicated. Um, she's hiring a great team of folks, uh, but we know that we can't do this alone. And any practice, you're going to be uh, referring patients. You're going to be offering them additional services, social services, um, and so from a clinical perspective. I would direct people to Dr. Nair that consider that want to consider collaborating with us on some uh, on some front. Mm -hmm. And then I am happy to take those business introductions. I'll be focusing on the payer side of things and uh, other partnerships. We have lots. we're, We're excited to also look into the future right now as a startup. We're trying to stay focused on growing the practice developing the care model uh, and uh, and sort of those early foundational, really important pieces. Uh, but I'm always excited to talk about, you know, the future of health tech and how a practice like ours might benefit from advances in medical devices and repo- remote patient monitoring, um, those things. I love having those conversations too. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you sharing that because 
we're very excited to have the company in this community and bring a new perspective on healthcare and healthcare delivery. Yeah, I'm sure it will not only improve care, but help us all learn better ways to deliver care, to build a better experience and to listen. So maybe the last thing, since you had had that call to action about checking it out, if our listeners want to find Herself Health, where should they go look on the web? Our website is www.herself-health.com. So don't forget the dash. Um, Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you'll end up in a a website in Australia. (laughs) So (laughs) we're working on getting that domain. But for now, it's herself-health. If folks want to learn more, check out the website. If they're interested in being patients, please express your interest. Mm -hmm. We do have plans to open more clinics this year. Ah. And so again, sort of tell us where you are, tell us where you want us to go. We're listening. um, We're looking at where the the interest is. And um, we do have plans to open two, possibly three clinics by end of year, sort of early Q1 2024. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we'll make sure we'll put the website in the show notes so the listens it's easier. And I would echo that call to action, folks. Check it out. Share it with your loved ones. Help spread the word and help this new organization, new to the community, be successful and bring their gifts and their experiences in. So, Kristen, I want to say thank you so much for spending a little bit of of your time today and sharing the story of her self-health. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. And thank you to the broader community for welcoming us. Um, it's been lovely so far. And we're looking forward to to really meeting many of you and, and getting involved. Indeed. Well, and folks, that's been another episode of the Medical Alley podcast. If you're not already a subscriber, make sure to check out medicalalleypodcast.org. Or you can find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. And hey, would you do me just a small favor? Share this podcast with one other person. Help spread the word. Tell more of these great stories that are coming out of the Medical Alley community. It helps you and it helps the entire community. And I'd really appreciate it. Until next time, I hope you have a great day.